1: Everybody, welcome to the roto World Football Show. I am Patrick Darty, Joined this Thursday by Mr. Denny Carter and Mr. Kyle where We are going to break down the entire final slate of the final week of the NFL regular season. That includes a big game in Miami, Florida between the Bills and Dolphins. Uh, Other games that are kind of big. Other games where uh, literally no one's playing. Uh, All backups for the the Rams and the 49ers, for instance. We're going to break down the entire slate. Take a little different attack uh, than we usually do today it's gonna be a little more dfs focus. dfs focused it's not gonna be like like dfs focused but it's gonna be more individual players than teams and game environments players that you guys like but before we start the show of course you're talking about players quote unquote that you liked in uh the sport sport quote unquote of golf um <laughs> come it's on back. it's already back and it's on nbc peacock and golf network all weekend um, and I make fun of it. I will have it on. My dad will be texting me about it yeah, endlessly. And you guys are grinding DFS like true. Um, I,
2: I really enjoy January golf. Okay. Because A, it's cold and gray and bleak outside where I live. Go and on, I like yeah. to, I like to turn on the TV and see the best golfers in the world in beautiful Hawaiian weather conditions. Is that um, where Century is? It is. Like, oh yeah. And yeah. Well, and it just 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 a gorgeous uh environment for them. And so and you get to watch it at night because of the time difference. It's just the best, okay? Like I like for me, I I like this more than I like the the British Open, okay? I actually hate the British Open because first of all, it's not in the United States. And secondly, <laughs> it's a uh, um the the time difference is no good for is no good for us. Denny, uh, let me cut you up there real quick. Uh, guess which network broadcasts the British. I, wa- I watch. OK, I watch every second of it. <laughs> okay, I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> but No, you but
1: actually I, do. And uh, it just reminds you too much of Maryland in January. Like, oh, great. Another great day in yeah. Scotland.
2: Who saw that coming?
1: Uh, yeah, really right, cool. Right? Real
2: 40 stuff. mile an hour winds and it's 12 degrees. Yeah, it's July 19th. And somehow the winds are 30 yeah. knots. And this, and the sun's up till eleven PM. And is that, and is that Lake Erie in the
1: background? The Browns are kicking off. It goes out of bounds. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, the sun. That is a really interesting part about Europe in the summer. It, the sun does set at like eleven PM. We got to look into that in America.
2: Yeah, that. I mean, can we geoengineer that? Yeah, can we? Can we do that? Because uh, this thing where the sun goes down at four forty eight PM Eastern Time oh. is getting rough.
1: Well, guess what? Since December twenty first, the days have been getting longer. Nowhere to yeah. go but up.
2: Yeah, it it'll, it'll become perceptible by March.
1: Cleveland and Denny <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, Kyle's hometown of the Canton Akron area. Of course, the sun is setting at three fifty two PM right now. But uh, I mean, literally
2: like like for, for Buffalo home games, they have to have the lights on for a one o'clock kicker. <laughs>
1: Kyle's family growing up burned tires for warmth.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, firestone and for fun, tire. though, to be fair, it was a really it was a very multifaceted tool to tire yeah. when, you know, it's on your car for a while. And then it's fun for the kids for a while.
1: And then it's warmth for the whole family. Bridgestone Firestone Tire Sports, Ohio's finest tire. Uh, they might sponsor this podcast. I guess we should start for our sponsors talking about football with the Baltimore Ravens resting all of their key starters. The undead zombie Steelers are once again, trying to backdoor their way into the playoffs, Kyle Dvorak. So we will start there. Who is a Steeler? We should care about this weekend. Is it George Pickens who has 500 yards over the past two weeks?
3: (laughs) Uh, Yes. I mean, that is who it is. We talked about this on what was the sort of you and I game recap last, what last Sunday or whatever is like, Yeah, I don't know entirely what George Pick in his future looks like. I, I think it's probably more likely than not that he's capped as like a specific role player number two. That's a really high value role when a team is able to execute on it. It's just they've had quarterbacks in back to back seasons and quarterback on quarterback on quarterback who cannot execute on that role. Inexplicably, Mason Rudolph's the guy they needed to, to execute on that role. He's seen over half the team's air yards in the past two weeks. He's finished as wide receiver one in back-to-back games. This is, I mean, this is the best version we're going to see of him until they get a quarterback change. I pray they get a quarterback change in the offseason, but something else we talked about on the Sunday show, is that they're just too good with Mike Tomlin to ever really bottom out. That doesn't preclude them from getting a good quarterback. We see good quarterbacks come in the teens and even in the 20s Time and time again doesn't help though. The best quarterbacks have generally come to the top of the draft, so I do think Pickens is the name to know on the Steelers side of this game. But I don't think we'll see his full potential for a while.
1: Do we, do we think they're gonna Zach Wilson? Can he pick it this offseason or no? Mm. What does that mean? I move on after only two they three. will. You think so? Yeah. I feel like the Steelers are too proud for that, it wouldn't be yeah. Steelery. And, and you have, Pittsburgh. I feel like you can take, you can say like, Oh,
3: we're taking the off season to reset and we're figuring things out. And that's probably what, that's probably what they'll do, I guess. But man, starting Mason Rudolph over him is such an indictment. Like, it's not like, and it's working. The thing is, it's not only an indictment of just the concept of doing it. The fact that in practice, it turns out to be the correct move is just the biggest red flag of Kenny Pickett. But like you said, teams don't generally do what we find to be
2: optimal. So yeah, they probably stick with them. Um, Steelers are gonna run the ball 100 times. I know.
1: I was gonna actually ask that. I know that wasn't on our show sheet, but yes. once Tyler Huntley like loses two fumbles in the first yeah, quarter, it it's gonna be like
2: 62 <laughs> rushing. It, up, isn't it? They were folks, they were 20. The Steelers last week against the Seahawks were 22% under their expected drop back rate. Okay. And George Pickens still got there. Am I mad about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually am really upset. <laughs> yeah. i am not recovered um, from that. No, I may, I may never. Uh, for as long as I live, but yeah, I mean, so Najee Harris is is gonna, I mean, he's gonna see fifteen, at least fifteen touches. Same with Jalen Warren. They're they're not gonna throw at all in this game, so just be prepared for that.
1: Kyle, it sounds like the fish are getting home with Najee, then, huh?
2: Oh yeah.
1: yeah Kyle's I mean, muted. He can't react to my joke. That was teed up for him. Um, uh, one final. It would have just been a side. The thing is, it would have been like, uh,
3: yeah, as much as you think it's a joke. It's my, it's my Denny, money.
1: by the way, is absolutely right. In New York City, you can easily move on from Zach Wilson. Pitch, like, Here in Western PA, we don't give up on a guy after only two years and the 19 worst football games you've ever seen. <laughs> All right. All right, Western PA, you get a year Great. three.
2: Even Ke- Kenny Pickett has nine touchdown passes in 6,000 career <laughs> attempts. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to ride them out.
1: Needs one more year. Denny mentioned the Steelers going super run heavy. because they're not, they're not facing a real Ravens team. They've locked up the AFC's number one seed. They're sending out the B team. D- is there any like DFS life hacks on the Ravens, Denny? Or are the touches just going to be too unpredictable? Because we don't really know what kind of team is going to be out there.
2: Well, look, we do have a Melvin Gordon situation here. With, There's um, a Melvin
1: Gordon
3: situation.
2: With both Justice Hill and Gus Edwards likely either sitting or not playing very much. Uh, Melvin Gordon... Is like the solidified RB three, and he's got that going for him, and that means he's getting twenty touches in this game. Period.
3: So, yeah, if I remember correctly, Melvin Gordon's the only other running back on the active roster. They'll probably call up someone from the practice squad for this game. But like you said, Danny, I'd be skeptical we even see Gus. And now that Justice, Justice Hill is is seemingly more involved, like he's probably also a player that maybe one of these guys gets a drive or two. But I do think it's Melvin Gordon, and then. The real threat is not Guster justice. It's if they call up a practice squad guy, but they don't have like developmental players on their practice squad. Like that, that guy was Keaton Mitchell. Essentially he was a UDFA. So I do think it's a Melvin Gordon situation.
2: Also, I I should uh, mention that Nelson Aguilar, uh, it needs 58 yards in this game to hit a contract incentive of $250,000. So he's going to, he's going to play. He's going to get that incentive. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're not going to play Jose Flowers and all those guys. So I didn't know
1: fun. Incentives Twitter was logging. I got smashed the over. Oh,
2: but buddy, oh, buddy.
1: Incentives Twitter. This is this is their Super
3: Bowl. I mean, the Super this Bowl is not their Super Bowl. Even though they both root for the same sport, this is their Super
1: Bowl. George Pickens catches 162 more passes. There's a $500,000 escalator in his contract. <laughs> Man, that's why I'm absolutely hammering. The the over and every parlay I do and that was none, that was nonsensical. But you are
2: you are a gambling guy.
1: You don't hit the over in a parlay. I do know that much. I do know that we're moving on to the Texans and the Colts, who are find themselves in an AFC South death match. Both sides have to win to have any shot at the postseason. Denny, who is a Texan that we care about this weekend, In a game total one of the highest of really of the month, forty-seven and a half. Texans currently one and a half point favorites. Who is a Texan we care about?
2: Outrageously high. Uh, uh, Anyway, Devin Singletary is the guy uh, because, folks, he has seen a lot of work after he took over the Houston backfield a few weeks ago. He has 25 uh, of the team's 35 running back rushes over the past two weeks. Uh, He's running about half the routes. Uh, He also, here's another one, folks. He has a contract incentive. Uh, he needs 73 yards from scrimmage uh, to collect a $250,000 uh, incentive in his contract. He's going to get that. He's playing a massive, massive run funnel in the Colts. It is singletary season. I have to point out,
1: of course, I, I, the parlay. I know that, that can involve over-unders. <laughs> I was trying to point out that I knew the difference between a parlay and an over-under bet, and I wasn't paying any attention to what Denny was saying because I was not mad about that. <laughs> well, then he look. said then he said
3: Devin Singletary has an escalator for PPR points so he's catching a bunch of
1: <laughs> wow I conceptually
3: good. like that that there could be an escalator for like PPR points where it's like we just need you to get six catches for 8 yards we don't or you could rush for 75 yards on a single carry but also we could throw you a bunch of gimmick screens That's
1: funny. I got to ask you about the Colts but the Texans Health situation, Noah Brown doesn't seem like he's playing right. Robert Woods seems just totally bottomed out. Is it really just kind of Nico Collins <laughs> and Dalton Schultz or, yeah. or C.J. Straub?
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, then yeah, he's right. Uh, it's basically what it is. I mean, maybe we end up seeing
3: uh, Robert Woods or Noah Brown, both of whom left last week with hip injuries. They had previously dealt with non-hip injuries, and now I guess they're listening Getting to they're back. Now they're listening to Brown's no back. I mean, how, how old is Noah Brown? He's only on this. Robert Woods is definitely in the age of like, oh, ah, my hip. Ooh, I just can't finish this game. Especially, I think last week was a blowout, if I remember correctly. So, both of them, back-to-back DNPs, maybe they still go. Like we see, especially with like older guys, back-to-back DNPs, they could still limit it and then suit up. But like, you're not playing them. I have no faith that they're able to play a full complement of snaps. As you pointed out, it's Nico Collins, and then there's a giant gap, and then there's Dalton Schultz, and then there's a who cares after that.
1: I think Noah Brown's like 28. So he's getting up there in NFL years. my hip was hurting for absolutely no reason this week, Kyle. I'm um, so yeah, who is a cult. that we care about in this game? Uh, he said it's a death match. It's a must win between these two teams. What's Indy going to do?
3: Yeah, this is like you said, this is you win and you're in for a playoff spot. It's either the, uh, what is this? AFC South crown. I believe if the Jags lose or it is a wild card spot and lose goes home. There's no way to lose and still make the playoffs. So like you said, both full forces from both teams. Michael Pippen, not surprisingly, last week, a 35% target share. Back to his full-time role after, I believe, two weeks out with concussion. That's not that surprising. I will say Alec Pierce, a 21% target share and 34% of the air yards. The Colts played a ton and passed a ton out of, two tight end sets last week and josh downs was the guy the slot receiver was the guy to come off for that that meant alec pierce had a very normal role and in fact it was an elevated role because when you put two tight ends on the field easier for wide receivers to draw targets so i don't know if that holds this week but we have seen downs role has has gone down over basically the second half of the season he was injured around i want to say it was like week nine or ten just hasn't quite been the same guy since then so I wonder if this is sort of an effort to limit his reps and maximize what he can do. Cause he's not that guy. He was in week seven or so. And that's good for Alec Pierce. That's a full complement of routes plus easier ability to earn targets and high
1: leverage targets. Cause he's a deep threat. Yeah. Downs was the classic, not the same after the injury, but is there any, I've seen some people tweeting about, we need to be concerned about Jonathan Taylor. Cause the Texans have become just like a total like run game stopper. But do we really need to be concerned about Jonathan Taylor in a week where like six teams aren't even playing their starters? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Zach Moss is back.
2: You know. Golly. Golly. I, he also, uh, Jonathan Taylor has struggled. He's, really he's
1: been bad. I know he's been bad. He's been I know he hasn't He's been been good at all since his amazing year two years ago. Yeah, um, but he's going to be good in 2024. And we'll be right back in 2024 after this. Bragging rights in the AFC East and playoff positioning are on the line when Josh Allen and the Bills travel to South Beach for a battle of Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins, with the winner claiming home field advantage in the postseason for the wild card round. Coverage of the week 18 matchup begins
0: at 7 p.m. Eastern only on NBC and Peacock. <laughs>
1: Big, 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 big game that we're going to talk about right now. The Bills and Dolphins meet up in the game of the week at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on a little network you may have heard of called NBC and Peacock. Uh, it's the AFC East Championship game with the Bills getting three points on the road, Kyle. Although the Dolphins won it, the Bills have to have this game. They might get left out of the postseason if they do not win. I think they have really bad odds, actually, making the postseason if they lose. Who is the Bill we are most focused on in Miami, Florida?
3: Yeah, if I remember correctly, it is a like Jaguars loss and a Steelers loss that needs to happen for the Bills to also get in with a loss. Uh, and even if those happen, those happen because this game is the last game of the week, right? It's Sunday night, there's no Monday night game. Even if those two things happen, they would technically be, I think maybe barring ties or something, locked into a playoff spot. But this matters for the, a- the AFC East Crown. That's really good for seating purposes, home field advantage as well. So even if they technically get locked into a playoff spot, which isn't super likely, but if it happens, doesn't matter. They're going full force. And we see the Dolphins come into this game. Just unfortunately, we talked we talked about this on the, the Sunday recap show. They just keep taking on water as far as injuries go. They lost Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard. They previously lost Jalen Phillips. To me, that says they're not generating as much pressure as we're going to be used to. They have a deficit in their secondary. It's also a high scoring game. That sounds like Gabe Davis in a GPP, my friends. I know he has like five zeros this year, literally five. And they always come when his like start percentage on any website is the yeah. highest. He knows <laughs> he's checking those numbers and it's a short yes. slate. So people are going to play him. But it sounds like Gabe Davis in a GPP.
2: <laughs> it does. That, that, the sound you hear is Gabe Davis. GPP.
1: <laughs> no joke. Do you guys already have him in lineups for this weekend? I do. I haven't built anything yet, but I've got him and Alec Pierce both uh,
3: penciled I into
2: specific I, lines. I, I have a I have a skinny stack. I have a Gabe Davis Tyreek skinny stack. Um, well,
1: I don't know if you heard about this, but Kyle Devorche helped me turn twenty four dollars into fifty last Sunday. So Kyle, I will be hitting you up again at twelve twenty seven p.m.
2: Eastern on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Can I can I say something about the environment of this game since we know both teams will go all out? Um, well, I'm just going to say it anyway. I was uh, going to say,
3: please uh, do. No. Sorry, I was trying. You don't need the- our permission. You didn't have to ask. Yeah, Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to nod. So yeah, uh, over the past month, uh, teams facing Buffalo have averaged a 61% neutral pass rate. It's one of the highest in the leagues, uh, uh, highest in the league. The Dolphins were 4% over their expected dropback rate when they played Buffalo in Week Four. It, it was a blowout, of course, in favor of the Bills. Uh, I, I do. I think this game shapes up for a lot of uh, pass volume for for the Dolphins and it's not it's not what they want to do they want to be balanced um but I I, th- I don't think that there's any way around it here I think that they're gonna to have to air it out
1: so you think there's gonna be a lot of pass value for the Dolphins they're gonna to have to air it out then who, who's a the Dolphin that we really care about in week 18 DFS or week 18 redraft if you're still doing that
2: just to, who's a Dolphin that we care about this I mean it's year? a it's it's a it's a 15 target game for Tyreek you know I mean that that's what this pro I mean a a, a, a must win uh the, the guy you, for for whom the offense revolves around like the, the ball has to go to Tyreek like force feeding Tyreek in the short areas hopefully he gets some downfield stuff but we know we know how teams play against the dolphins the safeties are too darn high um mm. and uh uh if Jalen Waddle doesn't play uh Cedric Wilson got a lot of say snap say last a, week in the line in the line sick names yeah, i'm on. more interested in Durham Smythe. I was gonna say Durham
3: Smythe, so go for
2: it. Yeah, I mean Dur- Durham Smythe ran ran a good number of routes last week. Uh, I think he saw six targets. Kyle, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but uh, he, uh, and uh, and he's seen he's seen some some good run with Jalen Moore, uh, not Jalen Warren, Jalen Waddle out of the lineup. So it's Durham Durham Smythe season. Season. I wish the Patriots could loan. The Dolphins, Mike Jaceki, for this game,
1: just one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just one. Mike Jaceki is suddenly back on the Dolphins. He's still getting benched for
2: blocking issues. It's in the true. It's
1: right. True. He was even though he's on the franchise tag last year, they did not play him. Uh, I, NFL I, coaches I, love this guy.
2: I appreciate uh, Mike Mike Gisecki, uh, in an interview this week pretended that Bill Belichick had talked to him ever. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, you know, I've learned I've learned a lot from Bill. He's not. Come on, man. He doesn't even know your name. He's no. learned a lot about like stoicism. <laughs> yeah, yes,
1: he's learned a lot about himself in Boston, Massachusetts. Have we learned a lot about this game. Have we learned enough to move on. Do you guys have any final thoughts?
3: Eh, we, we got it. We got it.
1: I think we're we're moving on to the NFC North champion, Detroit Lions, hosting the Minnesota Vikings, a surprisingly modest three and a half point favorites. Denny Carter. That begs the question: How much of the Lions really trying here? They can't really improve their seating. They haven't come out and said that we're not playing Jared Goff. They're trying to feign that they're trying in week 18. Yeah. I do have my suspicions, though, about how much the Lions are trying this week. Uh, what do we think the tr- Detroit's approach is going to be in this
2: game? Well, there, there is a narrow path to them claiming the number two seed in, in, in the NFC. It involves the Cowboys losing to the Commanders, which seems unlikely, but not impossible. Involves Eric Bana being a legend, I believe is their play. The I, I believe Lions they
3: fighting. also may need the Eagles to lose their game as well, because they're very. I, they were, the path is, right.
1: more, I think, more narrow than just one
3: game. But Dan no, Campbell is. has already yeah. said the plan is to play the starters. I think the real question is, do they get a full four quarters? What, what's the Pat? You said I know you read this at the beginning. The spread on this game is three and a half. That three and, and a half to me,
1: the bookmaker's skepticism. I feel like that the Lions are gonna be trying for four quarters. It's just my my opinion. Yeah,
2: but
3: three and, and a half
1: man. sounds like.
3: Also three and a half quarters, actually three and a half, three and, and a half three, points,
1: three and a half points at home against Nick Mullins. Like, is this for real? Like the, they don't think these guys are playing 60 minutes.
3: No, I, I agree with that. I do think this price is in some of that. But like, if you think they're playing less than a half of their starters, the Vikings are favored. Like, I, you know, I get that they have true. Nick That's Mullins, true. but you would have Nick Mullins versus Ah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, or whatever, or maybe like they would try to throw out like Hennon Hooker, or whatever, and it would also mean no Justin. You know, it'd be like Justin Jefferson versus the top receiver of like Khalif Raymond, or whatever. So I think this line indicates a little skepticism, but at least a half, if not probably more than a half, of the Lions. Dan Campbell's like pointing to that. I get that, like wonky game script. I think understandably, even he being as high T as he is would pull his starter. So the bookmakers, Sorry, Danny, I, the, I commandeered the,
1: this. The bookmakers just think the lions are frauds. Then that's fine. All right. <laughs> also. <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I like that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Denny? I am not going to be playing many lions, if any, uh, with the, the, the belief that, I mean, I think Dan Campbell might play them for like a quarter or a half. I just, I just can't. You really think manage. that's
1: it, man? That's, that's kind of scary
2: yeah so i i'm i'm kind of off off and, and you know on the other side the vikings need to win like they have to have they it, do you know. Well, we know what we're doing here
1: what is do you know the vikings path offhand kyle and is it offhand and is it all systems go on these mullins infused dfs stacks for the vikings i know denny i joked about on galaxy range for me it was not a joke he indeed has lots of nick mullins lineups uh, what is the vikings path and are we just jamming Vikings in there against this really, really poor Alliance pass defense? Yeah. I don't remember exactly the Vikings path, mostly because it's one of the more
3: complicated ones where they are still alive, but I they need they Ireland need... to reunify.
1: That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're like, how, they're like, how many points does Senegal have in the aggregate? Cause they're in the <laughs> great <group C. laughs> sea.
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly. uh, so. Yeah. Uh,
3: they're one of the longer shots. They, they need uh, multiple other outcomes outside of their own game. They do not control their own destiny. I do think, It's roughly all systems go for like the fantasy value of the starters. Nick Mullins on the positive side is first in the NFL and completion percent over expected 15th in EPA per play. Those are, you know, the nerds get made fun of a lot of just looking at their spreadsheets. But I think the, the context that misses is most nerds have like seen a few snaps of football and can be like, those numbers don't mean what you think they mean. Nick Mullins is not good, <laughs> and and the nerds who watched the film at PFF have him graded as the 38th passer this year. I watched I watched a game of his in the past two weeks. I don't remember which one. It was the one with a long pass to Justin Jefferson on fourth and 55 or something like that. For the worst ball, pass you've ever seen? No, no, no. That was a great. Well, actually, yeah, that was, it was still a really terrible good pass. One. Oh. <laughs> the next pass was the worst pass you've ever
2: seen. That's yes.
3: Right. But but the the good news is so. I think the reason, in part, that he has a good completion percent over expected and a good EPA per, per dropback number is that his strategy is F it, Justin Jefferson down there somewhere. That's <laughs> a pretty good strategy, all things considered. Like, as far as he's not, he doesn't have arm talent and he's taking over as the starter well over midway through the season. F it, Justin Jefferson down there somewhere is a actually a great strategy. And it, it works okay. far more often than you would expect a sort of brain dead strategy like that to work he's over 300 yards in two of his something like four starts so yeah this is good it's Jameis winston levels of good in that you know you, you know what that means
1: for the pass catchers and for justin jefferson i did joke to denny and galaxy brains that on dk this week jordan addison is coming preloaded with a snowflake emoji and that, that there's no way the nick mullins plan will actually work but i agree that on paper It really, really should work. Producer Adam points out, by the way, so Minnesota has two paths to getting in the playoffs. Both, of course, include winning this game, and then both paths include three other teams losing, so... The other ones are,
3: at minimum, they need Green Bay loss and Seattle loss. If those things happen... Either a Tampa Bay loss or a New Orleans loss gets it gets them in, which is, as you can tell, why I ain't reading all that. I wasn't going to remember so that. It there sounds
1: like Minnesota Vikings get ready to learn tea times, buddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like most of the simulators have them well below 10%. Uh, there
2: there are teams uh, every, this time, this time of year, there are teams where you just look at their, you know, at their playoff odds and whatever. And, you know, they're like 15, 20, 30%. You're like, why, why? Why would they? why would they want to make the postseason? Like, why would the Vikings want to make it? Or
1: it's like, why even list all that? And the reason you list all these scenarios is because every year, It happens to the Steelers and they get in. Yes, Listen, the Steelers aren't making the playoffs. They need five different things and like 24 hours. And all five things have happened. The Steelers are going bowling again, folks. And the Steelers have gotten the one seed. They went from being out of the playoffs a week ago to the one seed with a
3: loss. They got in to the one seed
1: with a loss.
3: They got in with a loss. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I Seattle plays Arizona, I think, and then Green Bay, I think, is favorite as well. They're, they're they ain't making it. They
1: ain't making it. But Kevin O'Connell texting Kyler Murray, "Be a legend, bro." <laughs> hey, the Cardinals are feisty. They are feisty. You see it's the cool. you
3: see the Bears were rooting for a tie on Sunday Night Football. That was the first like this past week was the first leg of a many 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 leg parlay. <laughs> they, <needed>. they, <laughs> they didn't
1: did get not, it. They, they did not get the tie from Jaron Hall. Uh, we we move on to the aforementioned Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints. They also find themselves in feral division mode, both needing a win to have any shot of making the postseason. Kyle, we will start with the dreaded Atlanta Falcons. Who is a bird that we care about this week? We have one more week where we have to care about Arthur Smith. The scissor-tailed
3: flycatcher is the <laughs> state bird of Oklahoma. <laughs> It is the uh, it is on the crest of the professional <laughs> soccer team, FC Tulsa. I believe that is the wow. USL, the second, it is the second uh, division of, of professional American soccer. Uh, it mainly hunts insects by hawking, as it's called. Wow. That's all I got. Uh, was, I mean, you, you, know, you know the playbook. <laughs> Three, like the third sentence, and you're like, it was a bad bit. Two more sentences, no, no, like, yeah, ah, that's it kind of a
1: good bit. bit. It was a very good bit, actually. Once we get into the second division MLS teams, that's when it's amazing. Yeah.
3: I mean, you you know the deal with Arthur Smith. You know what he's gonna do. He has four hundred thousand percent of his air yards go to two players. They convert on next to none of them, and Bijan Robinson gets a bunch of work. And then sometimes inexplicably, Tyler Algier breaks off a seventy-yard screen or whatever. I will note Bijan last week saw seventy-five percent of the team's carries. Uh, that that in one game sample would tell you, oh, the the rookie running back seeing all the work on the rise. He's their bell cow finally. But we know that it's been more of an ebb and flow situation with this backfield. Bijan should lead it. Do I think he sees all the carries? Probably not. Like Arthur Smith has one more chance to get us. He's probably going to get us.
2: Can I great. tell you guys something about that Algier 75 yard touchdown? No. Yes. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I found my God. You did. I started Algier in two fantasy championships uh, last week. How did he get away with this? And Folks, I lost both. <laughs> Yes, oh, he didn't no. get away with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's called ball don't lie. With a 75-yard Tyler Algier touchdown, I lost both matchups. So you
1: oh, go. Denny, that's a,
2: that's like an iconic, like uh, you know, deal with the devil, monkey paw. Kind Denny of Carter,
1: Denny Carter, crime does not pay. That's what that <laughs> crime does not
2: pay. Didn't feel criminal at the time. I felt, yeah. I felt uh, very extremely happy. That's what they oh, all say, baby. buddy. You, you, were you. Up. you
1: were you were <laughs>
0: I'm yes,
2: uh, yeah, I'm not going to jail for six months. Yes, I want to and,
1: uh, lock Denny Carter up. And you mentioned Arthur Smith's passing philosophy, Kyle, which I, I had to just get the joke out there. It's uh, Jonu Smith down there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so, oh so, no! Like so Mike coyle Pruitt on this uh, roster somewhere. Yeah, uh, lock, lock Denny up. Let's lock him up. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Denny, Denny then uh, who is a saint that we care about against these dreaded Atlanta Falcons?
2: Yeah, I mean – they're gonna run here because the Falcons are big time run funnel. I talked about Taysom last week. I say hey, you can't write off Taysom, can't do it because if they have positive game script, then he's he's gonna uh you know see his regular role. And I was right for the wrong reasons, and uh, because mm-hmm. Taysom played 24 of 70 offensive snaps for New Orleans last week against Tampa. Uh, he had uh, two carries for one yard, so that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But he did have two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. Not exactly what I had in mind when I said uh, play Taysom Hill. Um, and he didn't see any goal line work uh, or even inside the 10 work. So, you know, it's a little concerning. But we we know that if game script is neutral or positive, Taysom is going to get in there. They're going to run the ball a lot with Kamara, with uh, Jamal Williams, and with Taysom.
1: If Kamara plays, right, how, is it looking like he might Kamara, sit, Kyle?
3: You know, My vibe was that he might sit. Obviously, this is a very important game for the team, so i will be doing anything to play through it. But he didn't practice on Wednesday after leaving and not returning on, I assume they played on Sunday. So, like, definitely up in the air, something to watch for, as if we needed more, like, low-tier talent value on DraftKings. Like, Jamal Williams saw all of the work. Kendra Miller, I don't even think he was active. He'd probably be active for this game. They have had no interest in using him. The only thing standing between Jamal Williams and like 25 fantasy points is the entire body of Jamal Williams work. So
1: Denny would taste him, I think he's probably just like really hurt. Like he's been on the injury report with a lot of stuff. He is. We joke about it, but he is well yeah, into his thirties. He might just be up. really, really banged up and why he's not really seeing the usage he did early in the season. We move on. The green Bay Packers are trying to extend their season as the bears get one last look at Justin Fields for a franchise defining off season. Denny, who is a Packer we care about in this must win game? The Packers playoff odds are up like 70% somehow. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming if they're, they're in, winning your in team
3: and they're also a, I think they can maybe survive a loss type of team. So. Wow,
1: man, I would not have guessed that. Danny, who's a Packer we care about?
2: Jaden Reed. That's, uh, that is the guy he's baby Debo. Many are, many are calling him that I'm actually trying to get that to catch on. If you guys help me out there,
1: I'm actually Uh, uh, more than game to do that.
2: Yeah. He's a, he's a small Debo and, uh, and he showed it last week, dragging defenders into the end zone, uh, leading the team in, in targets. And, uh, I will say that, uh, AJ Dillon is nicked up, not practicing as of Thursday so Aaron Jones could see something resembling a uh, a full workload against kind of a middling Bears rush defense. Kind of hard to figure out. I looked looked into the numbers and couldn't come up couldn't come, come away with a uh, The Bears are just tightened a, up on everything as the season's yeah. progressed. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're neither a pass nor run funnel. But Aaron Jones, I think for PPR purposes, could be interesting. I think Jordan Love it could have a huge, huge game here. This game, this game has shootout written all over. it.
1: It does. Forty-five felt very low for me for the current yeah. total. that's it, soaring over that. I just say and it's 20 to 17. And <laughs> four different players got hurt. And the Packers <laughs>
2: won somehow or not in the playoffs. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm pretty confident. Pretty confident. This
1: I, I I am with you on that one, Denise, which so brings us to Kyle to the Bears. If there's gonna be a shootout, who's a bear that we care about?
3: Khalil Herbert. I think they're done with the Deonta Foreman experiment. He bear. was Inactive two weeks ago for personal reasons, but then healthy scratched last week to obviously seem linked. So I would be surprised if he plays this week, check out Inactive's 90 minutes for kickoff. But at this point, even if he's active, he might just be as like purely a backup option. And since he's gone down, Khalil Herbert has seen well over 50% of the team's carries. He's got over 200 yards in the past two weeks. He's clearly pushing Roshan to a pass catching and number two role. So... In a game where I I think a lot of points are scored, but I still think the Bears are probably not going to like, they typically don't let Justin Fields rip it 45 times a game. They probably play balance and all of that funnels to Khalil Herbert outside of Justin Fields rush attempts.
1: Is DJ Moore going giga, ultra, mega, nuclear? Please say yes.
2: Are you talking, are you referring to his post of Heath Ledger as the Joker?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about
2: that Uh, because
1: really good.
2: Just DJ Moore just uh, posted to X uh, on. Wednesday uh just the a gif of of Heath Ledger's the Joker uh chuckling
1: there was no Uh, accompanying tweet it was just and that's it
2: so we have to assume this means 11 catches 220 yards and two touchdowns for DJ Moore
1: and what could be Justin Fields last start he honestly probably wants to go out there and just totally like soul reeve for Justin Fields. So I, I do think that's the storyline.
2: I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: I think that we must move on. The Denver Broncos and Las Vegas Raiders meet up on one of the weekends. Is true. Nothing to play for games. though The silver and black continue to play really hard for interim coach Antonio Pierce. Kyle, they would be foolish not to retain him. Uh, uh, who's a Raider that we care about? And fools they were, the narrator it's said. True. <laughs> it's true. Who is a Raider we care about as they try to go out with a big bang for Mr. Antonio Pierce.
3: Zamir White, 74% of the carries 54% of the routes and averaging 22 touches for 112 yards from scrimmage. Since Josh Jacobs went down, it doesn't look like Josh Jacobs is going to play this week. Not a ton of reason for him to push through it either. He's an impending free agent running back. Don't exacerbate the injury. Go out and get your bag in the off season. So assuming Zamir White is the RB one, he is maybe literally an RB one for fantasy purposes. Seems very logical to
1: me. Is I have Zemir White uh, very, very high. in the Who has had like two better games than Josh Jacobs has had all year. Uh, it makes me really wonder who's going to pay Josh Jacobs in free agency. Probably nobody. It's very sad. I would. He think could.
3: So. He, I could see him being part of the Patriots Raiders pipeline, except he heads in the other direction. That's okay. true.
1: Oh man, uh, Denny. NBC Legal uh, requires that I ask you about a Bronco that we care about.
2: Uh, <laughs> That's a weird requirement. I'll be yes. honest. It is really weird. But my, my, attorneys, look, my attorneys looked into it, and uh, it is actually in there, uh, in the fine print. Uh, Brandon Johnson is a guy. He's a receiver for the Broncos. He tied Jerry Judy for the team lead and targets last week. Talk about down horrific. Jerry Judy, oh, man. Oh man. Uh, I mean, every time you think it could get worse or it can't get worse, it does actually for Judy
1: going into free agency on a high note. Although the exercise is fifth year option. Maybe
2: they um, did. My no. God. At this point, it's like, who cares? But, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Broncos remained very run heavy last week with Jared Stidham. Uh, at the helm he he threw what was probably the luckiest touchdown in recent football history to Lil Jordan Humphrey. Um who is of course a Sean uh Sean Payton disciple.
1: Say so Sean Payton goes nowhere without little Lil, Lil Jordan.
2: <laughs> uh do you know why he's named Lil Jordan uh,
1: I know, I know. And he's he's like it's like the ninth different time Sean Payton's resigned him. No, no, no. Do
2: you know why he's named that? Do you know? No, do you I know? do not. No, yeah, I do the, not. The announcers enlightened us last week. It's because uh, his brother uh, wanted, or no, somebody wanted to name him Jordan, as in after Michael Jordan. It said, no, no, no. You can't do that. We'll call him Lil Jordan. <laughs> That's, That's pretty cool. A better I like that story than most. Um. Uh, it's it's Michael Jordan. Uh, But Pat, good uh, news.
3: The Jerry Judy contract option was picked up, so
1: he's on the team next year. uh, Hang Banner. Bought low on him in the Dynasty League, too. I was thinking he was going to be a free agent.
2: Yeah, he could (laughs) be a good wide receiver six next year. Uh, I just want to mention Javante Williams, only 15 of the team's 28 running back carries last week. Uh, I don't, you know, he's just the most boring fantasy. Obviously. He's not good.
1: I don't know why they wouldn't see what they got in Jaleel this weekend.
2: Oh my gosh. I know that that is one thing. If they, if they uh like healthy scratch Javante or something, Jaleel McLaughlin becomes exciting. I, I love, I love McLaughlin. Like he, he does stuff that Javante does not do. I just had a
1: nightmare vision. I, without looking it up, I'm going to assume there's like three or four incentives that Samaji P. Ryan is very close to attaining, oh. <laughs> and, and Sean Payton is going to feed Samaji. <laughs> So That's uh, that is made up for the record, You're right? But it's probably also real. It's also real that we have to move on from this game. The Philadelphia Eagles visit the New York Giants as roughly five-point favorites, but Denny, consider me skeptical. The Eagles are actually trying. I'm surprised that this has remained sticky. I'm surprised. The Eagles are still feigning that they're going to go all out. Uh, but the bookmakers currently believe that they are. With that out of the way, I mean, who is an Eagle that we care? About? I just don't know. Why, why would the Eagles do that? I feel like they need to rest and get healthy. And they, they should mean, not be anywhere near trying to win this game.
2: They do. Okay, so they play at 425. Uh, Dallas plays at 425. You know, obviously the big thing there is that if Dallas lost – and Philadelphia won, then they would win, I believe, win the NFC East, correct? And, they, and they would. Make-
1: if Sam Howell decides correct. to be a legend, the Eagles okay. win the okay.
2: NFC East. And we're one year removed, by the way, from Sam Howell being a legend and being beating the Cowboys in Week 18. So it's it's possible. Um, is that true? Can we get a fact check on this? I know it's a pretty basic fact, but that can't be true. Yeah, it is true. Uh, that's yeah. all anyone talks about in the Washington area, that Week 18 game man, Sammy Howell. Um, <laughs> Yeah, listen. Uh, uh, the the Eagles have to play their guys. They have to. You 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 as a head coach, you cannot say okay well hey the commanders can't beat the cowboys. that's true that is too much
1: of a loser mentality to not try
3: especially as a team that just got beat by the cardinals you cannot say that some team is so good they can't lose to a bad team but we're not that good of a team we're a team that can lose to bad teams them cowboys though that's a good roster they can't lose that would be like the ultimate beta behavior maybe they still rest (laughs) someone like devonta smith who like Devon Smith is really banged up right now. And maybe I bet anything if they have a big lead or a big deficit somehow, they're very likely to pull their starters early, earlier than you'd expect. But yeah, you can't, you can't go out and be like, good teams, don't lose to bad teams. We're not a good team, boys.
1: Yeah, Denny yeah, was making a probably. good point and we both took it and ran with it,
2: Denny. No, 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 no. He, 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 they're, they're playing. I think A.J. Brown uh, could could be in for like a huge, huge game here against a giant secondary uh, especially if Devontae Smith sits. Uh, but the Eagles, man, good grief. The the lowest neutral pass rate of the week last week. I, mm. And, like, I get it. Like, they did okay on the ground, whatever. But you got to stop with this, like, establish the run mentality. The Eagles are going nowhere if they don't start passing. I totally agree. They How are they
1: not accepted they're a shootout team? Uh, yeah. You're not winning shootouts with DeAndre Swift on the
2: ground. No. No, you're winning shootouts with – 15 targets a game for AJ Brown. That's what you're doing. <laughs> this kind of vibes
3: like an AJ Brown 200 yard game. Because like it he's does. been getting, he's he's been getting a little bit of flack about like well, he's not talking to the media or something. I don't know. Who cares? Like who cares? But like this is a a diva
2: get right game, and AJ Brown is like the goat like narrative game player. Yeah. And AJ Brown came out this week and said, I'm not kidding. He said, I'm not mad.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he actually came out and told reporters. They said, Are you mad? He said, I'm not mad. How has he not tweeted a Joker gif yet? Um, I don't know. I'm that's blocked. actually very I'm concerning.
1: For week Denny eight. wouldn't know. Denny's blocked. Oh, that's right. It's very concerning. AJ Brown has not tweeted a Joker gif for week 18. <laughs> he needs to get in. Now, if he tweets the Joker gif, I think 233 yards are incoming. I still am just laughing in my head. at Denny was beginning to make an amazing point. And we were both like, Denny, we'll let you finish in a minute. but We, <laughs> we both got bits to run. We, fellas. we both got to make this point better than you. Too I appreciate
2: a, that. Too I too was away. like, I was like, oh man, I'm I'm winning them over. Ah, and like, <laughs> you want us done. over too hard.
1: You want us way way. Oh, away. that's a great
2: point. Have you have hard. we thought about the fact that the Cowboys need to? Oh, no,
1: yeah,
2: too hard. Uh, who's a Giant,
1: if any, that we care about? Kyle DeVorchick, Tyrod Taylor, under center yet again for Week 18. Yeah, Tyrod's not a bad streaming option. He's not who I wrote down for this one, but like. He's the best passer on this
3: team, which includes Daniel Jones. Like he's better than Tommy DeVito, obviously he's throwing better than Daniel Jones too. And he runs as much as Daniel Jones, but more than Tommy DeVito, not the player I wanted to talk about though. Wandale Robinson leads the giants with 31 targets since week 12. He has two top 15 PPR finishes in that span. 23% target share in his past five games. Most importantly, he actually has, I don't want to say he has a giant ceiling, right? But he does have a above Rondale Moore with five target ceiling hey. because his A dot is climbing to right around seven over his past five games. Seven's nothing elite, but at points in his career, he was being used by a like running back levels of in the flat, you need to do everything. He has some yardage accumulation, chain moving abilities with a seven A dot and the majority of the team's targets, the plurality,
2: technically. Also, Eagles. Eagles allowing the third highest target share to guys running from the slot, and that's where Rondo operates. By the way, Dale,
1: uh, he just needs ten more chances next year, and he's going to get right on being actually
2: good, uh, Rondo. I mean, I I would suggest the teams to stop drafting small guys.
1: Man, come on, we're we're, so we can't play in the NFL anymore. Is that what Um, you're
2: saying? I. That's that's exactly.
1: But Denny's point was still good. I can't believe I ever thought the Eagles weren't going to try. What
2: was, that? That was a, <laughs> well, yeah. when, when You, you mentioned thing. on Tuesday's pod, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, Pat's wrong. Pat yeah, is was, wrong. He is wrong on his face. I was dead, dead wrong, which is why we must move on. People can
1: never remember that I was wrong. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks' faint playoff hopes depend on dispatching a Cardinals team that just dispatched Philadelphia, Kyle. It has been chaos season for Seattle for the entire second half of the year. Uh, All that being said, who is a Seahawk we care about in the game with a 48 total, which by 2023 points is like
2: 72.
1: (laughs) Uh, Ken Walker, Ken Walker all the way. His team is
3: two and a half point favorites. He has seen 80% of his team's carries in the past three weeks. And the Cardinals are the number 26 defense by EPA per play. Great matchup for them to just run all over the Cardinals. Said that last week with the Eagles. But honestly, at this point, I want to say like uh, if the Eagles couldn't get there. Eagles seem like a team that just generally might not be getting there that much these days. So I'm going to lean yeah. on the side of Vegas and say Seahawks are winning this game. And if they're winning it, they should have an easy time getting Ken Walker there on the ground.
1: I believe the, the official term of what's going on with the Se- or the Eagles is that they are Carl Havoking. <laughs> So They are they Carl Havoking. right now. They do not want to be around the AFC, NFC East playoff race right now. Uh, man, the Eagles, th- this is just a huge waste. They've got to seriously get it together. We cannot have the Eagles looking like this in the playoffs. It's it bad. It's bad. Get it together. You've got nothing but superstars. Uh, Team Denny, the Cardinals uh, do not have nothing but superstars, but they do have a lot of heart, um, a lot of guts. Uh, Who do we care hey, about man. with the Arizona Cardinals this weekend?
2: Uh, Jimmy Conner. He's, he's good. It's said Jimmy. I was like, "Who's Jimmy?" Like, I, I know. know. <laughs> I, heard, I I don't know why I refer to him. I've never said that in my life. That's
1: my <laughs> kind of bit, you know. I, I'm just like, why it's does that, have, why
2: yeah, does Pat just have to be just, stealing that one?
1: Yeah, why does Pat just have to say every name twenty percent off kilter?
2: I took it. I took it from you. You know, his dog levels are off the charts. Uh, and and also, uh, by the way, uh, Seattle is by every single conceivable measure the worst rush defense in the NFL. <laughs> We so I I believe the Cardinals are going to just simply not pass this week. Well, Hunter's
3: you know, good, too. He is crushing in every efficiency metric on the he ground. Now, he's seen some work through the air, too. He's not, I wouldn't say he's like the three down back of this team, but two and a half downs and like
1: legitimately at his age, like he's playing some of the better football he's ever played. You guys say they're not going to pass, though. Is, is it Dort's season at all in DFS? I'm assuming he will yeah, help sure. make the salaries fit. Do
2: we like Greg Dortch at all this week? I do. Uh, you know, I'm dortch Pill. I've been dortch Pill <laughs> since 2021. I yeah. mean, it, it, every time he gets on the field, oh, oh he leads the team in receiving. I, I mean, and and for some reason, he can't get on the field. Can somebody sign this guy to be a full time player? He's I like remember when I Boren. touted Andy Isabella. <laughs> Greg Dortch is like the next
1: Kendrick Bourne, like the 49ers are like, yeah, it should probably uh, play Kendrick Bourne more. And the Patriots played him a lot of money that didn't paid him a lot of money that didn't play him. And then every time he did, he was their best player. Yes. That's kind of yeah. Greg Dortch. Greg Dorch, We wish you well looking to nail down the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys are 13 point favorites against the Laughing Stock commanders who have no chance of winning Denny. So the Eagles shouldn't try, uh, which, which cowboy we care about this yeah. game is they try to nail down the division.
2: I mean, they're, they're going to pour it on the, the, the Cowboys are going to pour it on here. And, and so you just play, you just play all the Cowboys and, Except for Tony Pollard, of course, who's not um, good. <laughs> Gosh. Golly. To well, what's
1: happen? Tony Pollard should have a four-touchdown game and make his fantasy numbers look like I mean, talk about Tony Pollard was last right. year. That's a good oh, point, yeah. He
2: averaged one less point per game than CMC, and you said he was a bust. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. <so laughs> uh,
2: yeah, no. I. You know what? You know what, Pat? I am a galaxy brain myself, and – maybe that ha- maybe maybe that's the way to play it maybe you don't play it through Dak and CD Lamb and Jake Ferguson although i wrote i wrote in the progression files this week Jake Ferguson is in what the kids are calling a smash spot he's going giga okay uh against the commanders commanders could also they could also be sitting guys defenders like starting defenders like th- this could be this could be like one of the worst NFL defenses we've seen in a long time uh so i i just i think the cowboys are, are scoring 30 plus here
1: Ron Rivera is going to go out with a bang. He, he's he's burning it down. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's doing. He's pulling the opposite of Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith knew it was his last game last year. He's like, guess who's not getting the number one pick? Uh, <laughs> my, my team, Ron Rivera is like, screw this. Yeah, and they are going to get fifty. I, uh, I
2: saw someone. I saw an allegation real quick. On, I saw uh, on on X the other day where someone said that uh, uh, only stat sheet nerds, only only sorry spreadsheet nerds think that Sam Howell is bad. As if as if you could watch Sam Howell and say, oh, actually, he's good. No.
1: <laughs> no,
2: one's, no no one's watching him and saying that. He is not fooling anybody. And apparently
1: the commander's not fooling anybody. Our colleague, our producer, Adam, points out that our colleague at NBC Sports Washington, J.P. Finley, tweeted, I get the vibe a lot of commander's veterans won't play this weekend. Mm. They're really uh, sending Ron out with a bang, playing hard for the coach at the end. The <laughs> by, uh, not playing
2: at all. They love the old, they love the Gipper is what I'm
1: they they are not. They will. The commanders will never quote, just win one for the Gipper. No, they
2: they, they have forgotten the Gipper.
1: They want the Gipper to be fired. Uh, So Kyle, who's the commander that we care about? Since uh, they're not trying and they're trotting out Samo. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even write
3: anyone for this for this exact reason. We don't know who they're going to play seems like they don't care. I, I mean, the most important thing is they could very much go out and Terry McLaurin doesn't play any snaps or whatever. And maybe we don't know that before the start of the game. Like maybe we don't know that Brian Robinson was, you know, they're going to give them the first few drives and then they're going to start sitting starters. They are still live for, I believe the number two overall pick. There's a lot of weird, like, like uh, opponent record and then same team head to head type of stuff that has to go on. So, uh, you know, outside of uh, you know, the the football bros who want teams to win football games, the future of their organization is greatly benefited by a loss. Potentially, they, they could still lose that pick to, I believe, the uh, who is it? The Patriots. And maybe Cardinals are also in the mix slightly. So I really am skeptical. I wouldn't be playing any any fantasy options on this team. I'm just very skeptical that we see a full four quarters from any players with a meaningful amount of talent.
1: But then if they get even a quarter, I don't want to play three quarters of their wide receiver six. Everything you just said, by the way, adds up to the Cowboys have the opportunity to do the funniest thing of all time. <laughs> and lose. They really do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for as as much as I think the Eagles will play their guys with the assumption that the. Uh, w- w- without assuming that the uh, Cowboys will lose. I-, I do. I do think that the Cowboys could like could, could they could win like fifty five to three or something. They'd,
1: and Denny, yeah. uh, it sounds like I'm right again. Basically, it's what happened with the Eagles and the resting. There's no way the Eagles should play their guys.
2: Uh, well, it is now I-, I should say these both of these games are being played in the late window, right? They play so, the same time. If the Cowboys are up 24 to nothing at halftime then there's no way that the eagles are playing their guys in the second half
3: you know what would be incredible is if nick searon is like yeah i like i get that what a 14 point spread or whatever it's you know they're five to ten percent to actually win let's sit our starters and then like looking up at the scoreboard at halftime 22 to 20 and he's like jalen hurts get back out there after not playing the first half (laughs) there's
1: a lot of possibilities here um check it out this weekend and uh not on did you just say check out football? Yeah. Was that like the whole plug? Yeah, you did, did, watch it some it football was. this weekend. And it was also on a network other than NBC. You should only watch Sunday Night football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're away. not. We're actually not allowed to watch any games on Fox or CBS. We're trying to negotiate that we're, we are allowed to at least watch the games
2: on. I, I have to walk around the house with a blindfold
1: on. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. My best way to watch games that aren't on NBC is on the ticker on the bottom of the NBC thing where there there see you the go. go by. It's a really great experience, and I wouldn't watch any of them
0: otherwise.
1: The Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to prevent bombing out of the postseason as five-point road favorites are now down to three and a half, apparently, Kyle. Uh, Who is a Jag that we care about on this infernally frustrating team? Yeah, I mean, outside of the fact that this game looks very ugly, uh,
3: I do think that, like, you know, it's a 39 and a half point total in which you said it's moving against the Jags, apparently. I... This is a good matchup for Calvin Ridley. The last time he faced the Titans, he got seven passes, 103 yards, and a score. Titans have bled points to wideouts this year, and that has been particularly to receivers lined up out wide. Better believe that's where all of Calvin Ridley's his targets, his routes come from. Titans are going up the eighth most points to receivers lined up out wide. Ridley, over 80% of his routes come from there. Titans don't have cornerback talent. Titans have bled talent on defense all year just through injuries, and we've seen this matchup play out before. We're getting two for 12 and a fumble, or seven, 102 and two, like we did last time, roughly.
1: Producer Adam points out that big of line movement from five to three and a half probably speaks to significant concerns about Trevor Lawrence's health. Yes. I'm heading into this game where, yeah, he adding a new body part every single week to the injury report is not really good. Um, Denny, I forgot to ask you I didn't put on the sheet, you were supposed to talk about a Titan But I didn't actually put it, do you have any Titans care <laughs> about
2: this weekend? I, I do, his name is DeAndre Hopkins You ever heard of him? I uh,
1: have,
2: Nuke, I Nuke. Uh we have an incentive Situation, ding 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 ding, ding. Folks, <laughs> we, we have go. an incentive <laughs> situation 49 receiving yards for DeAndre Hopkins To win 1 million dollars From the Tennessee wow. So yeah. That that's is a death. third of best ball mania Four. <laughs> that's That's happening. Uh, seven catches for Hopkins and he gets another 250 K. Now I'm not privy to Deandre Hopkins financial situation, but I'm guessing he wants both of those. So you can pencil him in for at least seven catches, maybe upwards of 10. He's getting there.
1: Against an thing. absolutely horrific Jaguars pass oh. defense. They, they tightened up a little bit last week, yep. but they were playing the worst team in it, recent modern NFL history.
2: It's absolutely. Ha- I think Tannehill is going to start here because uh, Levis is banged up. Is that is that right? Did we get a comment? I think
1: Levis is playing, but okay. I don't actually. Well, know.
2: Whoever it is, they're going to be. No one cares. I mean, it under. I mean, <laughs> but they, you know, for DFS or whatever, like like whoever's quarterbacking is going to be under uh, scrutiny, uh, under pressure to just feed Nuke.
3: Yeah, I saw Will Levis is trying to play. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He got his foot stomped on on a sack fumble six last week. He left. Uh Ryan Tannehill was also a little dinged up at the end of the game. Never left, but was Malik Willis was warming up. I I guess odds are Ryan Tannehill starts, but like legitimately, either any of the three quarterbacks could start. Primarily, I'd rank them Tannehill, Levis or yeah, Tannehill, Levis, Malik Willis in odds of starting, but don't play any of them
1: if Malik Willis starts. Like we just know what this team does
3: when Malik Willis starts.
1: You got it wrong. This is actually the team that Jake Driscoll is starting for this week. Jeff Driscoll is starting for this weekend. Um, Not kidding. I had no idea what team Jeff Driscoll is on when I saw, I saw the Schefter tweet listing all the week 18 starters. Like Who is Jeff Driscoll on? I have
2: have great memories of Jeff Driscoll being able to play him as a tight end when he was getting quarterback snaps for Houston. That was fun. Mm -hmm.
1: I have great memories of Jeff Driscoll being absolutely horrible for the University of Florida. Uh, (laughs) The Tampa Bay Buccaneers can punch their ticket to the postseason by handling the number 32 overall Panthers, Danny Carter, who is a buck worth writing home about against still admittedly feisty
2: Panthers defense. Yeah, we're not sure about Baker Mayfield's status. He did return to practice on Thursday. He has a rib injury. Uh, I, I would guess he's going to suit up. He won't be 100%. This Bucks offense has gone from one of the most reliably pass-heavy units in the league to, uh, for, to run heavy, just straight-up run-first offense. I think it's in part to um, – Kind of hide Baker Mayfield as he regresses back to Baker Mayfield levels as a passer. I feel like he's had a few injuries too. He, he's been banged up. And folks, if you want to see a team play scared, you better watch the bucks in week 18. <laughs> they are going to be shaken, shaken in their boots. Okay. Uh, they're going to try to win this game six to three. That's what they're going to try to do. And that means a lot, a lot of work for Rashad white against uh, a, a run funnel, massive run funnel Carolina uh defense. I I, I I really do believe that the Bucks are are going to go super run heavy and be and be terrified here.
1: The Bucks played scared in this exact same situation last year when they had Tom Brady. So
2: yes they, they played be... scared last week against yeah. the Saints. You know, just just terrible stuff. Baker must like be like twenty twenty one
1: level injured or something. Because um, things have changed pretty quickly for this Bucks offense. Yeah. Kyle, who is a Panther worth caring about? LOL. Uh, uh,
3: LOL. I like to,
1: I like to say These LOL. Guys are- I get persecuted whenever I say LOL. Um, but LOL. Who's a Panther worth caring? You should about? you should throw in a raffle and we'll see how you uh raffle do. You say every letter. Or I say I used to say I used to want to say rolf, because it just is so much better. Mm-hmm. But it's not how it's spelled. It's raffle. So you gotta say raffle. Yeah. I
2: am. I'm rolling on the are floor you,
1: laughing as I ask you about these Panthers. Are you guys? I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah
2: at, tell them. Tell them about Kyle. Do the right thing. Tell them about DJ Chark. Oh,
3: no, we're not. <laughs> Don't play the wide receiver. Even if he's the wide receiver one for this team, wait. Denny. I implore you, watch Bryce Young play football.
1: Oh wait yeah. is- yeah. Not wait a second. and he's actually not legally allowed to watch Bryce Young play anymore. By the way, he no, <laughs> a pending, uh, pending litigation.
2: The uh, Supreme Court ruled 63 that I cannot watch Bryce Young uh play anymore. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Okay, DJ, DJ's got Parker. a lot of air yards. I'm looking at it, he's got a lot of air so yards. many. So many, and folks, Jonathan Mingo is out. He's out. He's on IR, okay? He's the the only, Chark is the only uh, game in town as far as downfield passing goes. And Bryce Young, by the way, has the third most passing air yards over the past month. Okay? He's airing it out. He's airing it out. Chark Chark is going, it has a potential to go nuclear here. I'm telling you. It's bad defense. It's bad pass defense. It's not Uh, good.
1: Someone sent me a screenshot, though, last week of Bryce was literally standing on his tippy toes for one of his passes like it's bad.
2: Yeah, no, it's horrible. And whoever gets this job for next year is instantly going to be fired. Like, like you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're, they're going to be, oh, well, I, I believe in Bryce Young. I can make I can we can do stuff. You can't do you can't do anything. Oh,
1: man, you can't do anything, with Bryce Young. What did the Supreme Court tell you? You're not. You're not supposed to talk about him either. You're right.
2: You're right. And I'll probably have to hear, hear about that from the courts.
3: No respect. My play, a much better play in this game. Chuba Hubbard averaging 19 carries over his past five games. 70% of the team's carries. We know this team just wants to run the football and get out of here. Like you said, DJ Chark 280 air yards over the past two weeks. But like, you know, this is, this is the thing that all of the film watchers make fun of us for. And they're right. Uh, often enough that we have to consider it as, like, your air yards mean nothing in in this offense. In other offenses, Jamar Chase has a bunch of air yards and doesn't convert. I'm like, hell yeah, let's run it back. DJ Chark has a bunch of air yards from Bryce Young.
2: Do with that information what you want. And, by the way, Bryce Young came real close to hitting a couple long ones last time they played the Bucs. You don't know how close right. they came. You don't know.
1: Bryce Young air yards are smuggled into America via the least traveled uh, crossing between British Columbia and the state of Washington. Um, that's the <laughs> only way they get into the country. And, uh, the Montes look the other way and allow them into the country. Even and I
2: appreciate that because DJ, when, Shark, DJ sharks going to have 120 yards on two, on two catches this week.
1: Someone needs to crack down on those corrupt Montes. Someone needs to take a quick break and return right after this. The PGA Tour season tees off in Hawaii as golf's biggest stars hit the links in Lahaina. It's the century, and you can watch Thursday through Sunday on NBC, Golf Channel, and Peacock. And don't forget, find all your favorite NBC sports shows and Amazon music. Just head to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports. I know that I don't have to tell you twice to watch the century.
2: You too. Um, no, might i might not I, watch
1: it. Denny has it on like literally all day. I know.
2: Um, I, I it's true from twelve thirty Eastern. Uh, I would appreciate it if Brendan Todd stopped missing putts. That would be. One of those
1: <laughs> Brendan, if you're listening, if you're listening while you're playing, <laughs> please
2: on, on Twitch, <laughs> please please turn turn off Twitch and and focus on the putts, Brendan.
1: Turn off the a Football Show and just quote make make one putt. <laughs> please <laughs> make make absolutely just one putt locked into the AFC's number three seed. The Kansas city chiefs are trotting out the B team against the San Diego, Los Angeles chargers. Kyle, are there any interesting chiefs whatsoever in DFS as Blaine Gabber gets the start for Mr. Patty Mahomes. It's tough. I mean, I, we're not going to see, I
3: would imagine we don't know for sure. I don't think we'll see Isaiah Pacheco. Obviously we know we're not seeing Patrick Mahomes. If we get information on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, either playing or not, there's something to be had here because they only have Michael P. Ryan left on the roster. If no Clatterd Slayer, like kind of like Melvin Gordon situation, we probably see someone called up from the practice squad. But I'd imagine P. Ryan gets the bulk of the work, in which case, I mean, that's that's what we're playing week 18 DFS for a guy who gets a bunch of touches, whom no one's ever heard of. Uh, you know, I, I'd be down to play some P. Ryan. But if we get information that like maybe Clatterd Slayer is playing, but I, who knows how many snaps he plays, honestly, I, I wouldn't be playing many. I wouldn't be playing any Chiefs. Problem with the receiver core is it's not very clear which players they deem good enough to sit. So like Rasheed Rice is sitting, Travis Kelsey. We don't know this for sure, but my assumption is Rasheed Rice sitting, Travis Kelsey sitting, Pacheco sitting, and we know Travis or we know uh, Patrick Mahomes is sitting. Do they deem MVS good enough to sit? I certainly do not. But they
1: still run him the routes of a starter. He's probably sitting out too. They're just gonna think they need that deep element to attract defensive attention in the playoffs. I bet MVS. Does sit despite his MVSness. Um, that same Supreme Court we just mentioned, Denny. They say that you do have to talk
2: about the Chargers. Is
1: there a Charger that we care about? Easton Stick, Swan Song, as well, Bolt starter.
2: Yeah, look, folks. Uh, we have ding, 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 ding. We have another contract incentive situation. Austin Eckler will make one hundred thousand dollars if he has one hundred and ten total yards here. He's gonna get fed. Well, is, can job. Austin
1: stop podcasting long enough? Huh? <laughs> <He's, laughs>
2: that that is a question. But I, I I do think that he will have every opportunity to hit that incentive. Remember, he held out; they gave him a they gave him slightly more cash. Um, yes, he's both, gonna
1: he's gonna get to hit this incentive. incentive.
2: Right? So, so yeah, I mean. You know, for 110 yards, Eckler could see 20-plus touches here and uh, be somewhat interesting. We also have, folks, I I would be remiss, I'm never remiss, Uh if I didn't mention Alex Erickson, who is an NFL player, he's a wide receiver for the Chargers.
1: Late, late of the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: So, right. And he caught seven of nine targets for 98 yards last week against the Broncos. He is... Instantly better than Quentin Johnston. Uh, uh, and uh, he's their wide receiver one right now. He, he was. It was
1: the classic, like, oh, please just don't be better than Quentin Johnston. Right off the bat. <laughs> and he's better than Quentin Johnston right off the bat. <laughs> Instant.
2: <laughs> Instant. <laughs> Anybody, literally anyone running routes for the Chargers is better than Quentin Johnston. Feed Darius Davis. I think he's hurt <laughs> <laughs> I mean, And you know what? There were so many people in the draft process that were like, don't, don't mess with this guy. Don't I mess know. with him. And the Chargers were like, oh, we are. We're, we're, we're going to draft him even harder now. People <laughs> did really first guess the Quentin Johnston draft pick. Um, Jeff
1: Driscoll is not only apparently on the Browns, uh, Denny Carter. He is starting against the Bengals this weekend. The Browns are seven-point dogs as they look ahead to the wild card round. They are not playing anybody. So who is a Brown, if any, that we are starting in this very strange
2: setup? <sighs> I mean, Pierre Strong. I was going to say, he a French descent, Pierre. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, they they might they might actually hold him out. I don't know. I I could I could see them like not giving him the full the full workload. <laughs> but uh, producer Adam says a uh, good accent, Kyle, and I, and I, thought, I, was, I, I thought I was. I thought it was drafting with a French Canadian for
1: a moment. Say, it, Kyle's is from
3: Quebec. Thank you.
2: Um, uh, yeah. So no, I mean, been,
3: I, I doubt they're holding him out, right? Because they're just going to hold out Ford and Hunt and call it a day. Who's the tight end too?
2: Uh, Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant.
0: Harrison yeah. Bryant. I remember let's, Harry
2: Bryant. Let, let's get some Harrison Bryant stacks with Driscoll up there. Let's let's do it. We're we're rolling now.
1: You know, that Driscoll was on like someone else's practice squad like ten days ago. I, yeah, I
2: he was signed. What, what, what happened to DTR? Early last week. What happened
1: to DTR?
3: He's trying trying to on
2: IR. He, oh, he, he's on IR, and then they want to save PJ Walker, I guess, as the backup for the for the for the playoffs. I, I will say that Jeff Driscoll has a chance to step in and be instantly better than Deshaun Watson. Oh, man,
1: please do it. Let her rip. (laughs) Everyone can run. This is the most player friendly system in the entire world, except for Deshaun
2: Watson. Except for the one guy, the the guy that they had to get a loan from the IMF.
1: uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, man, they're having trouble paying that back, by the way. Uh, Kyle, who is a bingle we care about in Jake Browning's swan song? We're going to miss the Jake Browning era when it's gone.
3: Yeah, we will. It was pretty fun while it lasts. It'll be a good backup for the Bengals going forward, I'd imagine. Possibly Jamar Chase. He's like, I don't even get why he would be practicing while banged up if he wasn't going to play, but he's legitimately out there with a limited practice to start the week. I haven't seen his practice report yet Thursday, but if he plays, I imagine he will play without T. Higgins, who is not practicing as of before I see the practice report on Thursday. Jamar Chase with all the targets against a uh, backup defense would be very fun.
2: Uh, we know that Jake Browning is going to be good next year when Joe Burrow goes down. Oh, yeah. Stop,
1: man! What a hater. What we we a never,
2: made Don't call
1: him injury prone. Do not. not. I mean, come on! It's totally normal to suffer non-contact wrist injuries. That's right. It has it, it wasn't non-contact. It was the play before, but it looked non-contact. It did. That was. I've never seen anyone like someone throw a pass and look at their wrist in agony. That was. But it was the play before. That was a weird. That was a terrible game. That was a terrible game. Yeah, that was the same game. Mark Andrews got injured. Yeah. Uh, speaking of terrible games, we got the Rams at the Niners, and neither oh. team are trying. After locking into their respective playoff seats, Kyle DeBorchick, any Rams to get weird with this weekend? Yeah, I mean
3: the Rams are a good, good-ish team to get weird with because we know they're not playing all of their stars. Whereas like the Chiefs, I don't actually know. Like I'm pretty sure Pacheco, she, Kelsey, and we we know Mahomes. But beyond that, like I said, like dude, I, like. They're trying to make Richie James a thing. If they're trying that hard, does that mean they sit him? I, I don't know. We don't know. For this game, we are pretty sure we know. We've already gotten Kyron ruled out, Stafford ruled out, uh, Cooper Cup ruled out, technically Aaron Donald also ruled out, not for fantasy yeah. purposes too much. But, and Puka is going to play exactly to get four catches for, I, I want to say it's 29 yards, it might be 27. That will set both the catch and yardage record. McVeigh. I mean as blatant as you can said this, he said, we're going to give him the chance to, uh, I, he didn't say set some records. He said like, do some historic things and then be smart with him. It literally as facially as you yeah. can present it, they're going to let him get a few catches, a few yards and, and pull him. I think, and, and DeMarcus Robinson has exclusively run as their third receiver. They've not used Tutu Atwell at all. Good news is that means maybe Tutu Atwell for this game, who was good previously when they had Puka he's going to be their number one receiver for most of the game. Technically, Puka is going to get some run. Most of the game, Tutu Atwell as a number one receiver, he's going to be a lot better than the guys he is competing for targets with. So I do think we could see a pretty solid game from him. And uh, Davis Allen, I believe, their backup tight end, got 60% of the routes when Tyler Higby missed in week 14. And they had Hunter Long for a few snaps in that game. They do not have Hunter Long right now. So we could be looking at like 80 plus percent snaps from Allen.
2: I'm so glad you mentioned Davis Allen because yes, he's obviously in for a huge game. You know, you know who else is is someone the folks should monitor? Austin Trammell, folks. Austin wow. Trammel came in. Austin Trammell's a big preseason DFS grinder fella. Yeah, that's right. And and Trammell came in when Cooper Cup got banged up a few weeks ago. Trammell came in and, and did stuff. Okay. Like he took the Cooper Cup role. All right. So so we're gonna give him the Cooper Cup role in this. And what, so what if you don't like Trammell, you don't like Cooper Cup I guess, I guess Cooper
1: Cup, Cooper Cup a system player for yeah.
2: And so Trammell, do do not ignore I mean I should say ignore Trammell, uh but beware beware of the consequences
1: Ignore Trammel at your own risk
2: My uh, guess is
3: uh Ronnie Rivers starts in this game don't know if yes. he gets the full game I feel um, I feel more confident in the running back on the opposite side of the ball for this game playing most of the snaps But Ronnie Rivers, like, you you could definitely throw him in. I mean, there are a lot of players that, like, Ronnie Rivers could go out and see 19 touches at 6% owned if everyone plays Jordan Mason, for example. So, yeah, Denny, who's the Niner
2: we care about?
1: Is it Jordan Mason? Is it Sam Darnold? Uh, Who's a Niner we care about?
2: Uh, Matt Barrows of The Athletic expects Jordan Mason to be the primary back. He believes that Elijah Mitchell might not even be active for this game because, wow. Elijah Mitchell has always hurt, um, and uh, Jordan Mason is good. He's he's actually really good. Five and a half yards per carry over his two seasons in in the NFL. Limited usage, but uh, yeah, I mean he he could see like all the the, the backfield work, all the routes here. Um, Sam Darnold is expected to start. You know, I, he's I, been I announced
3: already. Shanahan said he's starting. Do we think there's – I I just posed this to you guys. Do you think he plays full four quarters? Because like we talked about with the Browns, yeah, my assumption true. is that P.J. Walker is the backup for the playoffs and they want Jeff Driscoll to take any body blows, essentially. And we saw specifically the 49ers hurt by quarterback injuries and we know Sam Darnold is the QB2. Do we think there's any chance – I want to say it's Brandon Allen is their QB3. Is,
2: is Darnold the full four quarters? I think there's a chance that Darnold doesn't play at all.
1: I think they're going to play Darnold the full four quarters just because they they know how weird things can get with quarterback injuries and just like looking forward in case Brock Purdy gets hurt again. They might want to they, know what Sam Darnold has. They might and, actually
3: you know, want the reps for him as opposed yeah. to P.J. Walker. We know what the reps are for P.J. Walker. He, he doesn't really need them. So, yeah, I mean, they said Shani told reporters Sam Darnold's the starter. Yeah, four quarters.
2: Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell is the wide receiver one in this game.
1: A lot of yeah. Ronnies in this game. Too many Ronnies. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's
2: we're, Ronald's. We're
1: it's bringing true. Ronnie back. bringing oh. all the way back. We are bringing Ronnie all the way back. We are bringing it back to what might be the end of the Bill Belichick era. It's the end of our show. The Jets and New England Patriots square off in the we are on to 2024 Bowl. With The Pats getting two and a half points at home, Denny. Who is a pat that we care about in this supremely bizarre environment? Hard to believe. I don't know. Could this really be Bill Belichick's last game in Foxborough? Kind of seems think, like it is.
2: I mean, reports are uh, you know from three or four weeks ago where that uh, Bill uh, Bob Kraft decided on uh, letting go of Belichick, parting ways with him uh, back in October.
1: And there's been no pushback to that narrative, which makes <laughs> me think that it's definitely yeah. Jover. It's happening.
2: Yeah, it's happening. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott remains a PPR scam. We, we like that, um, better than Tony Pollard. Uh, and uh you thought you could have slipped that in there when i had it
1: muted <laughs> and was taking a drink
2: <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, I waited i waited. waited uh yeah. and when i was choking <laughs>
1: drinking i had to-, <laughs> just trying to unmute just like what's the hot key I'm trying to unmute my <laughs> turn, thing.
2: turn them off yeah <laughs> get the 11th circuit on the phone uh <laughs> Please,
1: weird, <didn't laughs> in, in my injunction it does nothing yeah.
2: I mean, but that's it. I mean, that's all I'm interested in. It's just a bunch of receptions for Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Not even Pop Douglas. Not even Pop. Oh yeah, I forgot about Pop. But yeah, I. You know what? He's a guy. He's a guy too. He could catch.
1: I think the Jets way. defense they're going to try to put put a BB as he's known in hell for his final game here, Mister <laughs> Bill check. um because like they they've lost fifteen in a row to the Pats. Wow. Fifteen. Oh, Jesus! And so I think they might try to really begin, Mr. Old Belichick, uh, sending out, sending out of there with a loss. I could see, oh. I could see that happening. Patriots um, are probably also trying to do that, given what their trotting count was. That's true. Uh, Kyle, Brees, Hall, a DFS must play, or are there too many weird options to make the salaries work that you shouldn't. Uh, Let the fish win with (laughs) Brees.
3: I mean, the the thing you said at the the second part of that, that there are a lot of weird options that project very well, would lead me to believe that Brees isn't a must play. Also, they have the lowest implied team total of the week it's one of the lowest game totals of the week. It's just a um,
1: of history of 21st century history, 30 and it an
3: is hour. like you would look at this, you would look at this and say like, Oh, it's of course it's January in the Northeast. There's three feet of snow on the field already. Three more coming during the game. As far as I know, this is not a weather game, but the total certainly looks like it. And we do want to hunt for ceiling and touchdowns help fuel ceiling. So I don't think Brees is a must play, but obviously he's going to project as one of the better running backs. His role through the air is, is just stone cold elite. It's one of the, the better receiving roles we've seen outside of Christian McCaffrey and like Austin Eckler in the past few years.
1: The, the fish going to get home one final time with
3: Mr. Brees. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, the chalk has still never failed.
1: Nope. It will never fail. It has never failed. And it's going to just keep printing money as we head into the, the new Chris year. It can only be failed. The chalk can only it's be true. <laughs> the chart can only be failed uh, on Denny, Denny carter's epitaph the chalk can never fail it can only be failed <laughs> um, we can never fail it can only end because the show is over the week 18 preview is coming gone the blurbs are not coming gone we're still going to be updating all the week's news on rotorworld.com the the regression files are live Stardom start them sit them live this week not this week. live but it will be start them be them i have rankings up but it's just it's just the ranks there's no write up this week uh, I'm sorry,
2: uh, <laughs> it's okay. They'll 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 forgive you. Uh, Kyle wrote up the week 18 motivation. That's uh, correct. Dude, That's what we really needed to plug. Yes, that, yeah, that, that that is a very valuable resource. I know for me, uh, so so check that out. I also have the funnel defense report up on uh, Thursday evening. I know you'll be refreshing NBCSports.com. <laughs> waiting for it.
1: Really great stuff from everybody. We'll be back with another podcast on Sunday night. We'll be writing season-ending blurbs for all this year's eliminated players from the postseason, so check that out. So for, for Denny, for Kyle, I am Pat. Thank you so much for listening.
2: We will be back later.